This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Listen to yourself, man. You're hanging with nerds. Nerd alert! Welcome to the Nerdy Projectors, your stop for nerd talk. I'm Monica Castillo, and I'm joined by my friend today, Michelle Buckman. I was going to say my own name, but I like when other people say it. You can say it if you want. Michelle Buckman? No, there I feel go. official. Yeah, you're so official. Cool. Yes, well, we're obviously two very professional nerdy girls, and we're excited to talk and share about our interests and our passions in nerddom. But uh, we have a funny little story of how we met up. We weren't or always friends. And in fact, not until very recently. Michelle, would you like to share our, so, actually, uh, our meet cue? I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and I my details are a little bit hazy. So oh, no. I, I'm going to have to straighten you out. I'm going to have to be the girl, and the, the person in the relationship that remembers the anniversaries. Oh, no, that wouldn't be me, <laughs> wouldn't be me either. Um, but so... We definitely met through Twitter, and I think you friended me, and I was like, I don't know who this person is, because for some reason I get a lot of Twitter follows, and I I still don't know why, but... um, It happens. You put hashtags out. Yeah, or something like that, and then, like... I maybe one of us said something about Doctor Who, and like obviously, and we my red light went off, and yes. you know the bat signal appeared, and I was like, oh, Whovians, and Whovians in Boston are awesome to find because I don't know a lot of them, so I guess there there is a strong group though. Like the Brattle shows it once in a while, but I've never actually. Well, no, there's a, there's a group like online that oh, is there? organizes oh. and does. I didn't even know that. And- uh, like dresses up and stuff. Oh, I've ran yeah, into several yeah. members I'm in TARDIS not into outfits. The dressing, I'm not into dressing up. That, yeah. yeah. But some, okay, so maybe I'm on the outskirts of, of Whovianism here, but, and then I think we kind of just started talking from there, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, we like bad movies, and let's go to midnight shows and at w- the Brattle. Well, what we uh, also realized. Coolidge, yeah. Well, also Brattle. But uh, what we realized is that we had been going to a lot of the same shows oh, together yeah. at the Coolidge and had never met. Oh, yeah, because I went to sleepaway camp. Yeah, and, and I was talking about it. And, and it we is, also went to the Halloween movie marathon. Yeah. And, and let me just reiterate how rare it is that somebody enjoys the movie Sleepaway Camp. Because if you've seen Sleepaway Camp, then you know why. Um, but it's so good. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> but, like... Probably not the movie to show, like, your best friend, like, hey. But it's a way to meet people on Twitter. Yeah. Obviously. Because here we are. there you go. And we cooked up a podcast. Exactly. So it was just the natural progression of of this friendship that it would get to this point. It's been it's been an exciting little ride. Yeah. So obviously we what, what, what midnight's at the at the Coolidge do we have coming up? I don't think I'm going to see anything until Well, you are not gonna be seeing anything anytime soon because she is shipping off to San Diego Comic Con. Lucky in mere hours. Lucky lucky you. Yes. Um we'll get to that in a little bit. But first I guess we'll since we're on the topic of movies and our name, Nerdy Projectors came out of the fact that we... It sounds like my favorite, one of my favorite bands, the Dirty Projectors, actually, and I'm really excited about that now that I just thought of it. Oh, yes, you are a music nerd. I'm yeah, not sorry. I'm not so much, no. Um, but our whole thing is that, yes, we're both nerds, but we also met at a movie date, because we eventually did meet up at the well, Coolidge first. What was the first movie we saw? 
It was after October, so was yeah. it? Oh, was it, was it, um, Cronenberg? Was it Cronenberg? Was it? Was it something before that? I think it was Cronenberg. Which one? <laughs> it was, what, what's his first movie? We don't IMDB here on this podcast, but if you do, then you'll go find out. Um, um it wasn't... It wasn't his son, it was the... the no, 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 yeah, because we also saw uh, Antiviral together, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah, that was Good. a weird movie. Yeah, it was yeah. the the one where the lady's in the weird, like, rehab facility, and I don't want to give away more things, because I feel like that might be a spoiler, but... Uh, that's rabid, but I don't think we saw that together. No, we def- didn't we? No, we talked about it. Maybe not... Okay, well, this is going to be a no, mystery. No, we saw... No, because the other one was, um... The one with the hotel, the apartment complex that had the little creepers, the little uh, leech creatures. Oh, uh, did we see that together? No, no, that was part of the. We Halloween saw Dario horror. Argento, but that was way later. That was later, yeah. Wow, I'm gonna have to go back and on Terrible. time because I don't remember. I really don't remember. I'm gonna have to look up my letterbox. <laughs> oh yeah. When did we meet? <laughs> um, oh, but, but it was obviously this, this is a good plug. So for anybody who doesn't have it, letterbox.com without the e, so l e t t e r b o x d mm-hmm. is my not favorite, but. Pro- one of my favorite social network. Definitely one of the top sites yeah, in order like, to keep your movie list yeah, together. Yeah, if you see a lot of movies like we do, it's a good way to keep track because eventually over time I forget what I've seen and it lets you enter what you've seen in and like reviews and force, you can start it and you can make lists. And, and you can share those lists. It's cool. And you can show people that you have a serious problem. Yeah, I have a friend <laughs> who has a, a film, uh, Moleskin actually, they sell those. And yeah. she, I told her about this website she was like oh well i don't need to use this anymore like i feel bad my boyfriend did get me that film moleskin and uh, i used it for film festivals because a lot of those films aren't input into the database but otherwise i use the letterbox nice so my moleskin so, yeah, is a lot we, less to use if, if letterbox <laughs> would like to sponsor this podcast please get in touch with us <laughs> Product placement. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, we'll share what we're big fans of, and we're obviously big fans of social media. We're both uh, into that, and we've both worked as social media managers for several different places. Yeah. So that was another thing that brought us together. Exactly. But so, on the topic of midnight movies and obviously midnight movie dates, we loved Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim. Oh, it was so good. So when when did you see it? I saw a critic screening before it came out, like, but the week of. Okay, because you're fancier than I, and you actually write about movies. Yes, but, that's a, my other other occupation is um, a film critic. I saw it yesterday in IMAX 3D, and if you have an IMAX near you, that would be the best way to see it. It was awesome seeing giant robots in IMAX. I feel like if I pieced apart this movie, maybe I would like it less, but, like... It's like, don't look at how the food is made, just accept that it's in front of you. Yeah, like, don't... (laughs) I don't question the science. I'm like, I know... So, should we do, like, a small premise plot? Sure, sure. I mean, it's super, super easy. It's robots versus monsters. These monsters have come out of this rift that open up in the ocean bottom, and they come and attack major cities along the Pacific Rim. And these robots were developed in order to fight those monsters. The trick with the robot is because it's so big, they need two pilots inside. And obviously that creates conflict drama. And, and, and not 
Every, uh, all two people can can pilot, yeah, because yeah, it's, a, it's be, a neural link. You have to be drift compatible, which sounds kind of weird, but it, I I kind of I kind of dug it. It's so expo- it's explained it's, so it's, well yeah, at it, the very the beginning. First Twenty minutes of that movie is really good with like explaining the whole world and yeah. setting it out. I'm not a big fan of voiceovers, but I I took it. Yeah, especially since it built the world super fast, and then you could just jump right in. Yeah, and then it was like, get to good stuff, monsters. Yeah. And then it was awesome. I love Guillermo del Toro, so I was excited. I love his style. Yeah, I mean... And I, I would be I, afraid I, of his dreams. Yeah. I haven't seen the Hellboy, Hellboy movies, so I don't know how those are, but... I like, um, I, I like, I guess, more the design and how they're shot. I like, have, a lot of it is almost comic bookish, but it's also, like, yeah, there's, like, a tinge of, like... In terms of just like using of darkness and things yeah, like that's that, the it's main very thing I've cartoony. Heard is it's very like comic bookish. I'm yeah. a big fan of his horror movies, so I without going full Sin City. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I, it was weird that I I needed to do a bunch of like cleaning around the house, so I have a Hulu Plus account. Yeah. And you had you get Criterion on there, so they had Chronos. On there, need to so- brag. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm really addicted to Criterion on anything. I think um, most cinephiles are. Yeah, but so I watched Kronos the day before I went to go see Pacific Rim. So for people who don't know, Kronos is his first movie. It's about a uh, vampire, this grandfather who kind of eventually becomes a bloodsucker mm-hmm. vampire. And it's really, like, well done for a first movie. So I thought it was kind of cool to compare and contrast that because, like, the, his first movie is very, like... Not it doesn't look homemade. It's not like low budget, I would say, but it's very like one character, and there's only so many locations. And mm-hmm. as like Pacific Rim is like, you know, all over the world. They go to Hong Kong. They're in yeah. San Francisco. They're it actually it was super nice to not see New York City destroyed in a movie because I'm kind of sick of hey, that. Hey, because they're not on the Pacific Rim. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I'm just like. I was talking about this with a friend, and I was like, oh, the Avengers, and, like, what was it, um, Gotham City is kind of based on New York, and then, like... But it's also, it's, I always took it as Chicago. Mm, yeah, I guess. Because I, Metropolis I, I know, was New York City. Yeah, I know universe. in the comics it's supposed to be closer to New York City, I don't know if that was a stylistic choice for okay. Christopher Nolan's part, but... Yeah. Um, or just every Avengers, or uh, every Marvel movie, it's... New York City being torn apart again, and I'm just kind of... I, I want it to be more worldly in comic book movies. Well, in that case, then... Yes. Yeah, need did you, so, wait, so what did you think of uh, the two... I like Charlie Hunnam, and the... I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, so I'm not going to try it, but... Um, Minko Kikuchi. Yes, okay. Um, I like her. She was in Babel, right? Yes. Okay, that's where I thought she looked familiar. I didn't yeah. love that movie, but um, I really liked them, and I've heard like people say they didn't I'm not a big fan of Charlie. I, I see I much so I like him and I, I I definitely I could thought feel she was character. better. He's in a movie that I really love called Green Street Hooligans. Yeah. And maybe I I have a bias from that. So I didn't think he was the worst at it. I mean it it he was kind of I the really static. want him to get him a dialect coach. Because oh, I was well, he, yeah, freaking his, out. It's like, wait, is he American or what the hell? He like, he's a British No, he's actor. a British actor, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's but fine. his American act, you know it's it's weird because so I don't watch it, but my father is a big fan of the uh T V show Sons of Anarchy and yeah. he's on that. And he's got like a perfect like California like SoCal accent on that, and really? then 
What happened? Yeah, in the in in this movie, I'm like, but it's the same kind of area, and it's just like very bland, and I don't yeah. I don't know if it was a choice by him or a choice or... by Guillermo or whatever, but it was it was weird. Um, um, for a second there, I was starting to think they were doing the After Earth thing, where 20 years in the future, all of a sudden everybody speaks with a different dialect. Oh and no, I haven't. People seen of today that. can't follow. Yeah. So I I thought the leads were good, but I thought the supporting cast was awesome. Like, well, it's Charlie Day. Nerdy. <laughs> okay, so first of all, nerdy Charlie Day was like swoon because I enjoy him in glasses like that. But then. <laughs> But Less then, lust. I, Burn Gornham showed up, who, if you don't watch Torchwood, he's, um, Dr. Owen Harper in Torchwood, which is a Doctor Who spinoff, so I was, got really excited. I was with my friend Keeve, and we're both, like, Doctor Who fans, so, like, as soon as he came on screen, we both looked at each other and we were like, no way, and he's playing, like, the babbling kind of, yeah. like, math scientist. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of perfect for him, and then, like, Ron Perlman just being Ron Perlman because he's kind of awesome being like a everything. hustler of uh, the monsters. They're called kaiju. Uh, he's he he's deals like the, in their bones and trade in the black market. Yeah, and he's kind of like pimp with gold plated shoes. Did you stay till the end credits? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, there is a there is a bonus uh, towards the end for those who stick around. I love this character. I did love a lot of the supporting character. You're gonna hate me, but the what is it, Boren? Uh, Bryn Gorham? Gorman. No. Yeah, I just, I he found him very, annoying. like, archetype, but I kind yeah. of enjoyed it because that's what he was on Torchwood, so maybe oh, I was really? just really excited about that. I don't know, I just, it didn't do anything for me, and I was kind of, like, annoyed with his character uh, until the end, and then I was right. like, okay, okay, all right, I, w- I will permit you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It didn't bother me so much. Maybe I was just like it. The, the real thing of this movie is monsters battling giant robots. So it's almost like, well, if there's a bad actor in it, you you don't care so much because they're not the main focus. I guess is is my thing, and especially in movies like this, where it's it's not kitschy, but it's almost an homage to that kind of, like, Godzilla camp sci-fi. I don't have a problem with them maybe being overacting a little bit too much or being a little bit archetypal. I I don't think they did it too much, or they did it on the rate they could have done. Yeah. I mean, we've seen those movies before. Yeah. And we've seen them badly done before. 1998 Godzilla? Yeah. (laughs) And the cartoon series. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, I unfortunately did. I like to forget that more. It was weird. I think they made like more monsters and stuff. Gave Godzilla company. I'm trying to remember, but oh, it was man. a while ago. So, so. But gross. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I would hope they don't make a cartoon spinoff of this as well. Yeah. So do do we recommend this? Oh, I, like, totally. Totally. Like, go, if you go want to go fulfill your little kid dreams of seeing giant robots smash things up, then I, I think you'll love it. If you have no robot-loving soul, then maybe you won't. But That would be terrible. I'd not like to know this person. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm waiting for my dad to tell me how he saw it, because so he just saw... I haven't seen it, so I, we can't talk about Man of Steel, and he hated it, but my mom oh. loved it, so... I, 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 yeah, no, I'm with your dad on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, my mom's DC, pro-DC, so... Okay, oh, oh, good. This is more of a Marvel yeah. versus DC camp. That's terrible. House Divided. 
Yeah. <laughs> and nerd has you're, provided. You're a mar- Marvel girl. Yeah, I am. I'm a I'm a, a big praiser of Marvel and a hater of DC, especially their movies. Which is actually, (laughs) this is a good way to segue into our next thing, because Marvel has a giant presence at Comic-Con this year, as they do every year. But, um, so I am going to San Diego Comic-Con. I have a flight at, it's Monday when we're recording this, at 10-something p.m., and I have a flight at 5.30, so I literally am going to I'm catching you on the way to the airport. Yeah, um, (laughs) basically. So, this is my third Mm -hmm. Comic-Con, so kind of the seasoned veteran. There's definitely, I mean, my friend April that I go with every year, this is going to be her 11th, so it's it's not... (sighs) I I just like to go for one. Yeah, I, I, I always wish, like, all my friends could go with me, but now it's so hard to get a badge if you don't go the year before, um, which is kind of the reason why I'm going this year is because... So when I first went, you could buy a badge for next year on site. You can't even do that anymore because it's so popular wow. that I have to hold on to my badge for this year because they sent us a kind of cryptic email that was like, hold on to your badge for this year. You need it to register for next year. Oh. So there's there'll be something imprinted on it or, or a code mark or something, but um, last year you could, if you have, um, you get a specific member ID number, and mm-hmm. then you go online the week after con ends, and then you can buy a badge, and you can buy up to three badges for your friends, but then your friends need to have a member ID too, so they have to have gone to Comic-Con with you, and it's... Oh, what it, I can... I'm totally left out in the dark. Yeah, I mean, and then the general on sale goes on sale, but uh, it used to be... So the first year I went, my brother and I got it through the general on sale in October. Mm-hmm. Last year's general on sale was March. And it's like, if you try to do that and then you have to book your flight, which is going to be really expensive mm-hmm. because you it, you waited all those months um, unintentionally. And then you have to do the hotel lottery, which is the worst 60 seconds of your life. Um <laughs> I, I go with six friends every year, and you basically go onto a computer system at noon when they tell you. You pick your six top hotels that you would like to get, and then you send your name in with the name of the people in your hotel room. And six of us sent that in, and only one of us even got, like, a hotel reservation. The rest of us got an email saying, you you don't have a hotel. So, like, it's really uh, – uh, it, it's not their fault. It's just gotten to the it's point where so it's – so popular. It's so popular yeah. that it's really, really hard to get there. And, like, knock on wood, by some way we got the hotel we were at last year, which is the Hilton, which is next to the convention center, which wow. is really nice. But, like – you know, I have, I think they figured out that you put all your names. Yeah. Like, like, all right. Or like, these kids. All, but like all my, like a bunch of my friends have to take a shuttle because they're in La Jolla, which is the town next to San Diego. So they have to go a half a whole hour. town over. Yeah, outside the city. And like, thankfully, like Con is really awesome to mm-hmm. to San Diego, and like they're running a twenty four hour shuttle bus this year. So wow. like, because okay. they know like. Con is popular during the day, like the the parties and like going mm-hmm. to out to drink afterwards or whatever is just as like big yeah. of an event as after. Well, it's it's part of the experience. Yeah, it's well, it's like you go to South by Southwest. Yeah, I, I was just about to similar. say that's my that's my uh, closest connection. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like that, but it's like on a bigger scale. Maybe I don't know how many people go to South by. It's and definitely it's, in the thousands. And it's, yeah, like, it's also segmented more because you get the there's the film part, there's a the music part, and then there's the interactive part. Yeah. So, Which I guess I'm very thankful for. <laughs> yeah. See, Khan is 
Thursday to Sunday, and it's 200,000 people just descend upon downtown San Diego. And they also, like, stagger it, so you have the interactive first, and then music takes over, and it's literally the the people in One flows to another. Yeah. yeah. They, like, go into the hotel rooms the day of. They yeah. switch. That's, like, And like then everything... film is just stuck in between because we're, like, over the course of nine days. Yeah. See, Con is, like, it takes over San Diego. I think it makes them $5 million a year yeah. just being there for five, for four or five days. Yeah. And if you're in downtown Austin for South By, there's no not being part of South By. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like, that's... we kick the locals out. It's yeah. pretty... It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. That's, it's similar to San Diego, because, like, ev- all the buildings will be covered in advertisements right now, yeah. or, um, sponsors apparently- rent out the restaurants yeah. in order to yep. have events. Uh, like, like, the Doctor Who meetup this year is completely taking over a restaurant yeah. to, for, to accommodate all the people. Um, apparently, speaking of Godzilla, there is some building being converted into some... Godzilla remake that's coming out thing that they're put they're they're talking about there's like a giant statue by the harbor with God, it's it's weird they're, the marketing oh <laughs> the marketing for stuff there's a there's an outdoor kind of theme park type thing for Ender's Game that's outside my hotel apparently um you know in case you're ever bored during Comic Con yeah, well, I mean last year like all the Batmobiles were there which was kind of cool like Whoa, the 60s one yeah. was there and then like the the Burton ones mm-hmm. um and then the Clooney one and then the Tumblr from Dark Knight Night, and yeah. like then Dark Knight Rises were there so that was kind of cool the first year I went Scott Pilgrim was everywhere so that mm-hmm. was kind of awesome because they had like a courtyard in they rented out the courtyard of this hotel and you would go in there and you could screen print the sex bomb shirts, yeah. you could, they had, like, Michael Sarah was there doing a signing, they had, Edgar Wright was just walking around, talking to people, because he's yeah. the coolest guy ever. Maybe not ever, but... You uh, potentially have a pub crawl with them this year. Yeah, so, we'll, we, we can get into my schedule. So, there's two things, like, there's con that happens inside the convention center, which is the panels, and then there's, like, almost an entirely different con outside because there's a lot of off-site stuff that happens um and you don't even need a badge for that so like last year they and this year too they took over um petco park is next door which is the baseball stadium it's Mm -hmm. um a zombie obstacle course for the walking dead so i got turned into a zombie by their special effects team it was really cool this year there's going to be, like I said, like all the enders game stuff but um so world's end which is the new simon pegg Edgar Wright, Nick, Nick Frost, Frost movie. Yeah. It's the last of their Coronet O trilogy. Um, is going to do a pub crawl. So you have to go to, I don't know if it's 12 different pubs or how they're staggering out. So there's 12 trading cards. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, and they're going to tweet out the location you have to go to to get a trading card. If you collect, I think they said it's either eight or 12 trading cards, then you get a chance to hang out with them. But it's like a pub crawl because you have to go to different pubs to collect the the cards. Okay. So I want to do this, but it's also what time do they tweet these things at? And like, what if you're in the middle of a panel and you have to go run out? So it's, it's, there's a lot of choices like that you have to make at convention. Actually, it's like, yeah, that is, that, yeah, that is the choice. It's always, yeah, it is the big thing of, of con is what do you really want to see? And actually that's a good way to segue into what my schedule is like. So, um, the biggest room in con is called hall H and you'll hear a lot of talk about that. Cause that's where all like the big movie studios will go. 
It seats 6,000 people, I think. It's just a giant, giant room. So, like, if you want to see something in Hall H, um, so, like, Friday, or do you want me to go day by day? I'll go day by day. I guess highlights. I'll do highlights. So, like, Thursday... Because otherwise I'll be too jealous. Thursday, what I'm most excited about is there's going to be an X-Files reunion panel, and, like, I love the X-Files so, so much. I missed it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe this this is an age it, thing, but, but yeah, yeah, I I love and um, Just so before it. that, there's a Sherlock panel too. Thankfully, Benedict Cumberbatch is not there because like I don't want. But to. Moffat will be there. Yeah, Stephen Moffat will be there. Yeah. Um, but like they be- might as well hold him over for the Who panel. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like, but because there's an X Files panel and that's such a beloved thing in yeah. sci-fi nerds, I'm gonna have to line up like six hours early at least, and like that's kind of bring a good book. Yeah. That's kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the thing with Colin. Last year, a lot of people. I don't watch it, but um, there was a Firefly reunion. People slept overnight. If you uh, if you didn't, yeah, that would have been me. Yeah. Joss Whedon <laughs> came out to visit people in the middle of the night and brought them pizza. I guess with I I was. Sleeping, so I didn't see any of this. But like, if you weren't in line by, I think midnight, it was you. You wouldn't have gotten into that room yeah. completely during the day. Yeah, it's kind of like I. You almost feel bad for the people who want to get into things beforehand because so like they scheduled Firefly at like four or five, and it's like you might as well just do the those things early in the morning because yeah. then the room's gonna clear out. But it's it's almost kind of that scenario. Yeah. Um. So Thursday, I'm gonna do Sherlock and X Files. Um, and then there's a panel after that with Matt Smith on it that maybe I'll go to. It's not, it's in the same room, so I might as well stay and it's. Yeah, he's got some explaining to do. Yeah, he's a little bit. And the whole teasing about whether or not they'll announce the new doctor. Yeah, so it's like a bunch of, of people from other TV shows I don't watch. Oh, there's some people from Game of Thrones, Matt Smith, um, Glenn from Walking Dead. I'm not saying any of these actors' names because I just know them by characters. <laughs> um, and then, so, Friday is a big day because it's the World's End panel is in Hall H at 10 a.m., which means I'm going to have to get up at, like, 4 in the morning to get in with Edgar Wright because all the Edgar Wright nuts are going to be there. I feel sorry for you, but I'm mostly jealous. Yeah. And then after that, right at 11 is Veronica Mars, so I'm going to stay for that because... No, it's all yours. Okay. No, you don't love Veronica Mars? No. Have you never seen it? No. You would love it. If, Probably, but I haven't seen if it. If you're, you're, like, all gum-ho feminism, like, you would love Veronica Mars. Um, she's, it's like a teen noir, but done so smartly and so well. And if you haven't seen Veronica Mars, then, like, please go watch it right now. It's It, it gets a lot of bad rep because of the Kickstarter thing. But yeah, I think that I mean again, but, I having not seen the I, show. And I am going. I am going to. They're doing an offsite event, and I actually did the Kickstarter that got you a reserved seat at oh, Comic Con. Okay. So like, I am like, so you I, did throw money to that. Oh yes, I threw <laughs> down not a considerable amount amount of money. Actually, I thought they were fairly reasonable priced for a Kickstarter. But like, I've been waiting eight years. For Veronica Mars movie, and like, I mean, it it gets a bad rep for Kickstarter, but I think if you watched it when I did, like, we need closure. Like, people that haven't seen this show don't understand that it left on a, they didn't know that they were getting canceled, so they left Uh, on an absolute cliffhanger. And it's like, one of the banes of my existence is like, I need to know what happens and i'm sure everybody has that one show that they have that's like that so like to people who who should talk the kickstarter i'm like please 
talk to me after you've actually seen the show and then be like, you're not angered that there's not an, an ending. Because I'm sure everybody has that TV show. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, at least it didn't go downhill. It wasn't like a Twin Peaks or anything. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my day on Friday is early, is early done. It, so that's kind of nice. Um, Saturday, I don't have anything until uh, Marvel is doing at 6. Thor 2, or whatever Thor 2 is called, which I don't really care about so much, but then Captain America Winter Soldier, which is like... That's a big deal. I love Captain America. Um, if people know me, I'll tell you my sob story about Captain America and why I like him so much. But well, now that you got us intrigued, <laughs> I haven't heard the okay. story. Oh, okay, so the reason I love Captain America so much and why I get... I guess upset on like a weird childhood level when people tell me he's stupid or something is um, when I was a kid I was and I was four years old I um, had really bad asthma and mm-hmm. I got pneumonia and if you catch pneumonia when you have asthma you you it's actually really dangerous you can die from it yeah um, so I almost died and I was in the hospital for like a week or, or two weeks or something like that with like IVs in me hooked up to a bed and stuff like that um, and when I was in the hospital. Um, a big popular thing in like the late 80s, early 90s was they would do these PSA comics Mm -hmm. and Marvel would always do them. So it would be like Spider-Man goes to the dentist or something like that. (laughs) I don't, I can't think of a good, I can't, I hope people find these. I hope um, they're out there. So I have the, and it's so cheesy, Captain America versus the asthma monster. Oh, And you can Google this online. Somebody scanned the whole thing, and my brother sent me a link to it once. Oh. And it's so cheesy, eighties. We need like, to find this. I don't. I, I. I never want to read it again because, like, I. Don't I, I, I did memory. Well, I didn't remember really like yeah, details. Yeah. Like, I just remember like very vague monster. thing. So when I was a kid in the hospital uh, with pneumonia, like almost dying or whatever, um, the nurses gave me Captain America comics, and my mom specifically loves telling this story because she goes, I thought that Captain America was fighting my asthma for me. Can I hug you? Like, yeah. that was so adorable. So that's... Oh. Like, it's like the... Like, when I saw the first movie with Chris Evans, like, and I And it had, was amazing. Oh, it really is good. Like, it doesn't get enough credit for... It has that perfect balance. And it balance. had that personal touch for you. Yeah, it has that perfect balance of, like, it is kitschy and campy, but, like, it played it up to that perfect level. Like, when they do the montage of him doing the USO tour, it's so good. And I think it's a Alan Menken uh, song. Is it? That really? Does. That's yeah, awesome. he did that. Um, so, like, I, I genuinely love... And, like, when I went to Comic-Con in 2010, my first year, they had... Because uh, they were filming Captain America, they had his shield on display, and I just was, like... I can't process this. Uh, they had the Infinity Gauntlet from Thor 2, which was yeah. really cool. And, like, Marvel does a really good... Like, Marvel really loves their fans, which is kind of the reason why I love them so much and I don't like DC movies so much. Because, like, have you seen the Green Lantern movie? It just... It feels like they don't care. And when I watch something Marvel, I'm like, they put a lot of care into this. It, it really depends on who's helming it, though. Yeah, it, it does... It does to an extent, but, well, like... maybe DC, now, because there's a lot more DC, at stake yeah, well, in see, the world building, Marvel so, like, there's a lot more eyes and hands. Yeah, Marvel that. definitely has a lot more control over their properties, which is very smart. They didn't always. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I think they learned. There's that whole thing with, like, they're gonna make uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and they can't... 
they can do certain things with Silver Surfer, but they can't say other things because Fox owns certain aspects of him. It's very weird, the whole X-Men thing. It's kind of fascinating if you like, if anybody wants to Google it. It's really interesting what they can and can't say about them because they're still... Studios own. Yeah, they're still owned by them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my, my Captain America story, which is really lame. So that's why I like it so much. Uh, getting off topic, sorry. Sunday is TV day in Hall H, so I'm going to the Breaking Bad panel. And then right after it just happens to be Doctor Who, which is a weird it segue. It just happens to be Doctor Who. I mean, I'm, Accidentally, I'm, getting in line for Do- I'm getting in line for Doctor Who because it's Matt Smith's last panel. And he, uh, I love him because he loves Comic-Con. He genuinely, genuinely loves it. He goes, uh, I mean, I wasn't there, but my friend uh, went to the Bad Robot Party because um, she has friends who work for for J.J. Uh, Abrams, and, like, he was there just hanging out because he just wanted to hang out. And, yeah. like, he was, like, nerding out over Nathan Fillion being there, my oh. friend said. And, like, <laughs> he was nerding o- over the True Blood people. I- I've yeah. never seen that show, but um, he- I guess he, like, it, like is a huge hyper fan of True Blood and was just, like, freaking out that they were there. And, yeah. like, he just, he's a nerd. He I love him because he genuinely loves all this stuff. Which is perfect. <laughs> for yeah, our, I totally just love him audience. so much. And that's why you go to con, it's not the, the Hollywood panels and all that stuff is really cool. And, like, the exhibit floor is awesome to walk around. You know, it's it's cool to see, like, Ender's Game is going to have a bunch of stuff there, um, which is, like, a book that I really loved as a kid. The first year I was there, they had stuff from the last Harry Potter movie on display, which, my like, my brother loved. Um, you'll, you'll There'll be, like... Just random things, like, I was walking the floor one day last year, and LeVar Burton was just at a booth signing autographs. I didn't go up to him because I, I'm not a big Star Trek person, actually, yeah. but, um, and Nicholas Brendan was there, who's Xander from Buffy, so mm-hmm. I got to take a picture with him, and, like, Buffy is, like, the, like, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't watch Buffy, so, like... So do you owe that was a weed in a royalty check? <laughs> no. I, like, okay, so, that like, another thing, we were walking to uh, the Nerdist podcast, which, I, if you don't listen to Chris Hardwick's podcast, please go do that, he's awesome. Uh, my friend Matt Meyer is on that, and he's awesome. We were walking to that, and Joss Whedon was across the street, mm-hmm. uh, just standing there, not getting mobbed somehow, and we, like, very quiet. That's a really big somehow. Yeah, at, like, Con, he's the biggest star there like i'm sure like on a regular day maybe after avengers not so much but like he would be able to walk the streets normally like people who normally would be fine anywhere else are like superstars at con which is really funny but we like as discreetly and quietly as possible went up to him and whispered and we were like could we like i'm so sorry to bother you mr ween and if you're not busy would you mind taking a photo of my friends i we would appreciate so much and he was like absolutely do you mind if we walk a block down the right to the street, where it was, like, quiet. It was kind of, like, not an alley, but, like, just out of the way. And he was yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. And, like, he was so nice. And, like, that's a... Awesome. It, it's a cool reason to go to con. It's, it's not, like, all about, I'm going to meet a famous person, but, like, it happens more often than not, like... You just we'll, randomly run into people. Run into people, yeah. Like Yeah, our, that sometimes happens. Our, our Stan Lee was at our hotel bar um, because he's staying there. Like, we're at or the Breaking Bad cast was in my lobby last year. Or, or I rode the elevator with Kevin Bacon yeah. because 
you, you, that's where the start. Or my friend rode the elevator with John Barrowman last year. Yeah. Who I would jealous. I want to. I want to <laughs> ask him to sing me uh, musicals if I was in an elevator with him. That, that's I've decided. <laughs> he plays like, the elevator music with his. Yeah. Song. Or like so. Um, a thing me and my friends do every year is we'll take whatever the summer song is. Yeah. So last year it was Call Me Maybe because yeah, you couldn't yeah, escape yeah. that. Anyway. And, when you wake up in the morning so early for con, like you're groggy and you don't want you you don't want to be awake and you're like blah blah blah. So it was kind of our thing to like put us in a good mood or be like, hey, you're in like California at, at Comic Con. Like, don't be don't be a grump. Yes, uh, we would play it in the elevator. We were on like the twentieth floor or something, so we would like have it on somebody's iPhone and we would do a elevator dance party mm-hmm. down to the lobby on the twentieth floor. So it became our thing. Every time we got in the elevator, we had to play it regardless of who was in the elevator. So they did the elevator dance party with John Barrowman, and he, like, loved it. He was like, you guys are awesome. And it, ah. would, it, it, became, it just became a thing. Like, even if they were strangers, we would start doing it, and they were like, they would smile and laugh. And yeah. it's just, like, a fun thing. So this year, I, we haven't decided what our summer song is yet, because I don't, I don't listen to the radio, so I kind of just go with whatever mm-hmm. My friends pick, but I, I want I want an elevator ride with with somebody good this year. Um, it, Fingers it'll, crossed. It'll, 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 You'll it'll, report it'll, it'll probably happen. It's it's just we we're in the hotel. We're all they they have a lot of the panel guests there, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, they, I'll, I'll have more. I'll have fun stories when I report back uh, as I do better. And then obviously I'll just sit here looking angrily at you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be Instagramming photos a lot. I'm yes. sure. And we'll share each other's uh, Twitter handles so you can follow us. Yeah, I'll be tweeting a lot from there as as long as my battery allows. So you guys can jealously follow along too. Don't just leave me here alone. Yeah, as long as my battery allows. Yes. Oh man, I got really good at finding where the charging stations were. Uh, And so many parties, sponsors would actually have like charging stations. Yeah, they do that at at bars at Con now. Or I got the juice pack, so I have my regular phone battery and then I have it in a, it's a case so you just take it out and plug it in and it'll charge up your phone battery again which is nice so good but leaving the sunny San Diego Comic Con for a little bit let's go to the other threat facing the Pacific Rim Sharknado yes okay so apparently this was a thing that blew up on social media nobody was expecting it it came out of the blue and then all of a sudden just like the Sharknado yes and then all of a sudden sci-fi had this on their hands. So and people were talking about Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> okay, so the funny thing is, is it actually was a ratings bust. Yeah, it like it didn't do anything. For no, them. it 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 actually performed lower than most of their movies do, which is funny. But um, I didn't know about it until it was just about to air, and it was all over my Twitter feed, and I was yeah. like, "What is a Sharknado?" I don't know, but I need to find out because the just the name alone is awesome. Um, and that's what I like about sci-fi channel b-movies so their number one rule is they start with the title first and if they don't have an awesome title they don't make it yep so that's i, I kind of enjoy that i mean just, it's almost like the roger corman's yeah they just like full-on embrace the cheesiness and it's great um that they're not taking themselves so seriously so if you haven't seen sharknado it's literally what it sounds like there's a hurricane slash tornado of sharks that attacks southern california tara reed is in it yeah, it's it's amazing. the The CGI effects are awful. Like they'll show a, yeah, a like dead. They spent maybe what twenty dollars. Yeah, like the, they'll show like a, a dead shark, and it'll <laughs> it'll be like a bloody spot or something, and it just yeah. looks like red dots or something. It was just it or was, like when sharks are supposed to be eating someone, it just looks like they threw a shark on top. of Yeah, the it's like a green screen of or yeah. Um, 
there was there's a really awesomely bad part where there's a reporter on TV and she's going, the Sharknado's coming, or blah, 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 and she's, like, reporting really excitedly, and a silhouette of a shark comes down and eats her, and it's just absolutely terrible. Was the beginning where, I think it was, like, a captain of a ship just standing there, yes. and the sharks would come by and take off a chunk of his face one yes. at a time? <laughs> yes, yes. There's many moments like this, so if you there's- like stupid, campy horror... Sharknado's the, where it's the at. The best part, and this is not a spoiler, this is a reason to see this alone, is there's a part where the main guy, and I, I forget the actor's name because it's not important. Not important. <laughs> yeah. Um, is standing oh, there with a, uh, is just standing right there with his daughter and the Sharknado's coming and a shark barrels towards him and he reaches for the nearest weapon he can find, which is a chainsaw, grabs it, turns the chainsaw on, and chains... Bruce Campbell's that and shit. And chainsaws the shark in half, and it's amazing. You should watch it just for that scene alone. There's a scene where apparently a shark eats a person inside of a house. Yes. There's things there's, that defy there, There's Yeah, all of a sudden, there's no tornado. Not that Sharknado is. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but super like, duper in, logical. It's awesome logic. Like, they go to... Uh, Tara Reed is his ex-wife, the main guys, and so she they go to her house. She's on top of a hill. Yeah. Somehow, all of a sudden, it's flooded in water at the top of a hill. I don't know how that happens. And then there's sharks that get inside and flood the house, so yeah. she's just in a sea of sharks. Yeah. It's great. The only tragedy of this movie is that Tara... And it's not a spoiler, is that Tara Reed survives, and I really, <laughs> really wanted to see her get eaten by a shark. Damn it. Well, so, maybe the sequel. Sharknado 2, it, it, it's gotta happen. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Shark, or Sharknado. Shark's Right Run, or something like that. Beyond mm. Shark Dome. Yes. Oh my god. Speaking of Shark Dome, you know what was another good thing about Pacific Rim? It gave us the word Shatter Dome. Shatter Dome. Oh, yeah. that's right. The base uh, name. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna live on the Shatter Dome. I think it sounds so much cooler. It's going to be new Wi-Fi accounts, oh, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shatterdome. Shatter That'll be great. It's still not my favorite Wi-Fi name I've ever encountered. Oh, there's been a few. I'm always a big fan of Skynet. Skynet? I've renamed quite a few Wi-Fi networks Skynet. Yeah, my, my, fa- my favorite is um, in Davis Square, somebody has a pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. And yes. I, I want to find this person. Oh, man. I should keep an eye out for more. Good Wi-Fi name. It's it's a fun thing to do if you're in a place in a city and you're kind of just looking for Wi-Fi. Look yeah, at the, look at the names. I know my friend in uh, Texas. He renamed his the other Alamo Draft House. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. My, ours is uh, the Winchester after Shaun of the Dead. Cause, Perfect. Cause everybody ends up at the Winchester. So I know where to end up. Yeah, exactly. In case of we're, zombie we're, we're your pub crawl. Yeah. But uh, is that, I think we've gone through our yes. main list for so now. So that is our list. We're going to start a segment that's say no to, say yes to. Michelle has this wonderful Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle poster where it says, say no to drugs, say yes to pizza. So we're going to do... It's kind of my life motto. A recommendation and a warning. So, so our warning would probably be... Say no to Adam Sandler. Yeah. And, uh, because he won the, bo- the boss, the, the, the box, box office. office this week, which is terrible. That is awful. Yeah. I'm a little, I, I question you, America. A, if there's a grown ups three mate, it's specifically like revenge for those people that actually saw it. Number it's two. all y'all. Yeah. Fault. It's their, it's their fault. But we're saying yes to Caramel yes. and, and Pacific Rim. Because if you don't Rim. see that, I'm just really sad that you don't have giant kaiju and robots in your life. What else would we also say yes to? I guess book-wise, have you finished Ocean at the End of the Lane? Yeah. 
Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu- Yu- Gaiman were, were definitely Gaimanites, yeah. On Netflix, can I recommend, can everybody please watch the Pussy Riot documentary because it's awesome. I was half. I, if you don't know the story, if you don't know I the think story. That was my biggest complaint you, is that unfortunately so I I've, I've I followed been, the case okay. since it well, broke, yeah. and so it wasn't anything new to me. But then, as I'm watching the documentary, I'm seeing a lot of the same footage I had already seen before, and so. So was, how about instead I'll do another HBO going? But that one's it's still pretty good. So, like if you don't know. Um, I'll do my HBO go for you should watch Marina Abramovich, The Artist is Present. It's a really good documentary oh, yeah. about her MoMA re- uh, retrospective uh, that she did in 2010. And she's a very uh, in your face performance artist. And her thing was um, during her MoMA retrospective, she came and sat every day in a, this wooden chair. And there was another one opposite her, and that was part of um, her exhibit is you could come and sit with her as long as you want. She doesn't talk to you, but she they, they, they would stare across the table from each other. And it was really interesting, like... Uh, I I actually went and did it. Like, oh, you did? Yeah, uh, oh, but it was like really early in the exhibit yeah, before. Yeah. Like, I it, guess at the end the, of it, like people were waiting overnight. Like, I, I never wow. would do that. But um, I'm kind of a big art museum art nerd, um, so obviously I went. Um, and it was also when Tim Burton's exhibit uh, was there, so it was oh, kind yeah, of yeah. yeah. It was really like the time to go to the MoMA. The yeah. MoMA is my favorite uh, kind of museum ever. So yeah, um, I would definitely watch that. It's really touching and she's kind of an artist that's been on not looked at for a very long time and kind of hasn't gotten her. Well, I actually found out about her because of the documentary. Yeah, Sorry she she hasn't really gotten like the praise that she should for she's been doing stuff since like the 60s and it was kind of awesome that I feel like, like performance art is kind of hard cuz it's not something you can just ship off to, to yeah, museums it's around kinda, the world. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the fringes and that was what was interesting about her retrospective. She actually got young artists to recreate her most famous pieces yeah so like one of her probably her most famous one is there's these two people standing in a doorway and it's in a museum so you have and they're they're not wearing any clothes so you have to pass through them yeah in order to get through the doorway and it's obviously uncomfortable and awkward but it's supposed to make you uncomfortable and awkward make you kind of question why space confinements make you uncomfortable like that and it's it's just really cool there's a lot of like confrontational stuff like that she would beat herself up a lot or she's well the one that she just stood still and gave items to people to like do things to her yep that she, was... she whipped herself in the 60s and wanted to yeah. uh, show women's abuse she did um psychedelic drugs well the thing that one was all about like trusting yeah. people around you and like people would cut her hair and yep. just like Almost threatened there her with There was the one, um, she was with a, a partner for like 15 years or something, and they would slap each other. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds silly if you don't know art, but like it was really well done, and uh, it, she's just really cool. Her whole like life kind of is, is fascinating to yeah. me. I, like I haven't seen people. the documentary. I've yeah, heard it's of on, it. It's on HBO Go, so that would really be kind of my one thing that I would say everybody should watch this week, because I don't, I don't know how long it's on HBO Go for, but it's yeah. really good. Good stuff, especially since we said no to Adam Sandler. Yeah. Ugh. For high art. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Upgrade, kids. Word. All right. So I want to first give a shout-out to uh, the music you heard earlier in the podcast. Um, that is by uh, Michelle's roommate, James. He's in the band Nick Rage. The world's best uh, Nicolas Cage band. Tribute band. Yes. So we'll probably hear more from James 
later on in the show yeah. and what the shows to come. Yes, we've, okay. we've got some things cooking up with James. Yes, so he'll be he'll be on soon enough, and you'll get to hear from the man behind Nick Rage. But that about wraps it up for the Nerdy Projectors. I am Monica Castillo, and you can find my work at MCasty Movies, both on Twitter and Tumblr, at MCasty Movies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I Movies. You can also find my film criticism reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. That sounds so practiced. Uh, you can, it is. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Michelle Deirdre. So it's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-D-E-I-D-R-E, uh, MichelleDeirdre.com. And I have Instagram on that, but it is, I guess, uh, it's private now, but I guess I'll unprivate it for the week for Comic-Con so people can see what I'm posting. Share. Overshare. You're in social media. There's yeah, no privacy I, anymore. I, yeah. Just I give like in to the NSA. No, no, no. Have you, uh, I'll talk about it later. I don't want to put it on a podcast, but yeah. Uh, oh, I'll probably, we, uh, internet ethics coming up soon. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say that there's a cool thing that Guardian did this week online where you put in your Gmail and it'll show you what the NSA is tracking, which is interesting. Um, Side note, that's actually come from from my department over at MIT. Oh, cool. Yes. Well, there you the, go. Full that's circle. The, the Full media circle. lab over there that they developed that um, technology, being able to track from your Gmail who full your circle. social. There we go. Your social networks are. Nice. I think that's a good way to end it then. We've come full circle. Yes, full circle indeed. All right. Well, I'm Monica Castillo. I'm Michelle Buckman. And that was Nerdy Projectors. Hey, man, I got a Swiss cotton underpants. Shoot him again. What fool? His soul's still dancing. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio. Yeah.